This week, we're welcoming Jimmy from the Splinterverse back to the dojo to talk about the multiverse and Dragonlance. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your dungeon masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Good evening, Jimmy. Hey. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Great to be back. It's good but, to have you back. Good to have you back. <laughs> it's, has it been a whole year or has it just seemed like it since last time we had you on? I think it feels like a year. It might be a year. It's, I, I, it's all it. a blur. It is a very big <laughs> yeah. blur. Yeah. In that time, we've looked at quite a few Splinterverse offerings. I love them. Oh, <laughs> they don't disappoint. No, they not at all. They don't. Good. We've got some new stuff to talk about, so we're pretty excited about that, but I don't want to give everything away, so let's kind of ease into Jimmy's return to the dojo. It sounds like you've been uh, busy since the last time we talked. Do you want to talk a little bit about anything? Sure. Yeah, so I was writing on a Kickstarter book that I that I want to release, um, probably going to be next year now, because I, I was working on it, and I needed a stat block for a swarm, and I'd written 45,000 words on this book, and, and I was like, okay, let me just look up how to make a swarm. And I looked it up and there really wasn't anything, at least anything official. And so that led to a book we call Swarms of the Multiverse, which is just a huge book full of anything and everything related to swarms, kind of like we did with Potions Unlock, where we wanted to just cover every angle of a topic so that it could be kind of a definitive book on the topic. So if you like swarms or you like potions, then you can just go to this book and really do a deep dive. And so it just sort of evolved and I wasn't sure how big the book was going to get but it ended up over 180 pages and just we just had so much fun with it it just it was great it's an impressive tome (laughs) (laughs) to say the least yeah what's what's your favorite part i gotta tell you it's gotta be the content is good don't get me wrong but the layout your books don't look like an indie project or kind of like something done by a one-man show they look like they came right out of like wizards of the coast or some other big publishing company they're reasonably priced so you feel like you're really getting a bargain because you getting like a quality book it looks good awesome the, that's that's the goal it, <laughs> the, the artwork is gorgeous that's what i was gonna yeah. say i think that's yeah. my main takeaway was the artwork your artists are fantastic the whole layout is i mean it's just beautiful for me my favorite part is the creature progression nice. you know yeah. because we've been doing this kind of thing on the fly everyone's at least i have been doing it on the fly and we've always said that you know a goblin's a goblin but there's got to be some goblins that are better than others there's got to be yeah. the orc that's better than the others it's going to be the general the, the this the that so we've been up upscaling things, not necessarily to the point of a swarm, but there, there should always be, a, just like characters progress, the monsters should be able to progress as well. And to be able to take a one, two, three, four creatures and then turn it into a swarm, I think is fantastic. And then when you get into some, you know, the higher levels as well, that's one of my favorite parts is the creature progression. They're going to level up. You would think, yeah. right? You would yeah. get some that leveled up. Swarms underloved historically, right? Underutilized. We, we got some swarms in like AD&D and second ed and I think even third, but nothing, nothing like this like, magnitude. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think you'd get like Sturges would gather. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you get cranium rats. And yeah. Different <laughs> little pockets <laughs> of swarms here and there. Yeah, it was, there were a lot of sort of pieces that were key to the design. One was that we didn't want the monsters that we included to just be reskins. We wanted them to be so unique and different. You know, a lot of bestiaries that come out, they're just kind of like 
filled with reskins and we really wanted to make sure they were original. And so we gave each monster as many pages as it needed to really give you not only the lore, but the tactics, like the steps to use them quickly, and then adventure hooks, and then of course the stat blocks. And you mentioned the monsters evolving. And so we thought, how can we make it so that the swarms are balanced, but also not just bigger versions of the original? What could be a little slightly different about them so that if you have smart players that are maybe taking notes or used to certain creatures that when they would get to the swarm that it would be a slightly different experience in some way and so it was really fun working with those concepts and just uh, doing that throughout the book i particularly appreciate that because scott will write these absolutely amazing adventures and then call me saying hey in two days i need these six monsters and <laughs> and he's notorious for doing this kind of stuff so i'll i build the monsters from scratch a lot of our monsters in our world are built from scratch i have built a couple swarms the sewer swarm yep. is one of my favorites where a few creatures are a nuisance and several more could be a little dangerous and the swarm is absolutely deadly and how you play it and you know know, it's a good way to move characters along or drive the story or something like that and I've always appreciated the progression of the creatures to a point where they become so formidable or the potential of them becoming so formidable is most prudent action is literally to run away if you can so I I would have loved to have this book a few years (laughs) back when I was building for the world I was about to say the same thing because he has in the book I remember um, progression on the size and along he also gives you to add CR steps either by one or two or mm-hmm. three yeah I mean it, I believe mm-hmm. it goes from small to up to gargantuan size to me that was pretty cool because it lays down the foundation for you to learn how to do that as well yeah and, and it's really cool in terms of story because why are the creatures swarming is it because that's just what they do because that's how they mate because something happened I mean think about the real world and how animals start reacting to natural disasters like they sense an earthquake or whatever so it's like we really wanted to also with the lore say well why in the world do these things come together and we came up with some really surprising answers and it was just really fun to to get those down on paper and into the hands of the players yeah i know when i was running before i took my little break i was running the the fourth wall campaign Mm -hmm. and we're at a point where the guys went through a portal and i was going to actually use some of the creatures that were in here i think one of them was a skeleton a swarm of bats would come out of his chest or something like that i was going to have it along with the black leaf tree just to bring a little different dynamic to the game totally and and you're talking about the hosts because we have we we wanted to cover it again from every angle so we have like the host section so it teaches you kind of how to make hosts which is a creature that keeps a swarm inside of it and and releases it um so you know you've got the the black leaf tree end and captain interrado that's who it is i couldn't remember (laughs) yeah so we had a number of those And and then we even go into those environmental swarms where they're just so massive that they don't even have hit points they're more of like a hazard or a natural disaster that you need to escape from or pass through to get to the objective. That's a whole different take because everybody wants to fight everything. They, they really don't think about how to go around it or through it without hurting themselves or anything else. Yeah, And they don't see it as an environmental hazard. Now, I can't recall any swarms in the past being described or functioning like an environmental hazard. And we had just been recording all day today. We were just talking about Dark Sun and yep. how the entire environment is, is a hazard. And that's something I think that underutilized and oftentimes overlooked. So that's cool to see that they may not necessarily be something that you're going to be able to dispatch, right? Maybe you could send a fireball through it, but it'll close ranks again. And, you know, it's still a swarm. It's still this this hazard of the environment that you're going to have to figure out a way through or around or under or whatever. Yeah, it brings a whole new element to the game, I think, of now. Let's think about other tactics other than fighting sometimes. Yeah, it's like, it's like a puzzle. I mean, some of them, like, you know, maybe you have to unlock some memories that are causing, 
you know, sort of poltergeist-like swarms to gather. You know, there's so many reasons that you could come up from a story angle. And we thought we would give a good selection to show how they work. And then you could create your own if you want. So we mentioned this this before. One of the things that really, really sticks out with your stuff is it's high quality, right? It doesn't look like some of the indie stuff, which can be really, really good. I mean, this looks like a, something done by a team of designers. There's beautiful artwork in it. The layout's fantastic. How do you maintain that kind of quality in the books that you produce? It's, I think we talked last time about the four pillars. It's just integral to me. I just refuse to accept anything less because I know that every time somebody purchases a Splinterverse book, it could be the last time. And so I want them to get the book and from every direction, whether it's the art, the layout, the writing, I want them to have a good time, enjoy it, feel like it was worth the money, maybe a steal at the price and that they come back and 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 just keep repeating that joy and so i treat each section as though it's going to be somebody's favorite and so it's life or death when i'm editing and same with layout and you know if i have to spend a little extra money here and there to just really enhance it with art or to add extra pages that's what i'm going to do because i again i don't know how many times i'm going to get somebody to look at a splinterverse book so they've got to walk away feeling like they had a good time i feel like i do well, i know i do <laughs> absolutely awesome, awesome. Mission accomplished. Do you have, do you have a team <laughs> of you. people or is it you up 24 hours a day, seven days a week, putting together these, these so beautiful books? There's almost always other people working with me. I have uh, Matt Kimberlin, who is an editor on all, almost all the books and, and they're excellent. Um, definitely a, a partner in, in a lot of ways, just been a DM for 20 years. So they have deep knowledge of balance and, and I rely upon them to keep me in line as far as balance and, making sure that everything works. Again, that's another point. We, we don't want people to be frustrated or throw the book down and say, this doesn't work or it's overpowered or whatever. So again, a lot of care goes into it. And then there's a lot of different writers that that I contract. So they come in and out and, and some of them, you know, I'll reach out to them and say, hey, you're really good at this. Can you come write this piece? I have a, a writer that's working on some deity stuff right now that has really good experience writing stuff like that. And so, you know, I, I reached out to him directly and brought him in. But, you know, I do I do a lot of the line editing. I do the layout. I do some writing. I do sort of the direction, deciding what's in the book. I do take other people's feedback, but at the end of the day, I have to make the final decision and um, just kind of coming up with sort of the edicts for the book. Like I said, when we decided to do this book, I said, no rescans. These have got to be original. I want to know in your pitch why they're different because these creatures were pitched. We didn't just assign them. I mean, some of them were assigned, but the majority were pitched. And so I had to see proof in those pitches that there was something there that it wasn't just a reskin. Well, it shows. Thank you. I'm ecstatic with it because I'm the one in it gets stuck building all the monsters. <laughs> so to, to look at it and go, oh, this thing's beautiful. You're, your timing's impeccable too, right? We get a multiverse themed book from Wizards of the Coast. The last one was the Fizz Bands and he timed yeah, you, it pretty much right your, on the, Your right timing on. is like great. All right, who's your inside guy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we really try to do that because it's it's just a, another way to, to reach people. It's really hard when you're an indie publisher to get attention. And so when you can, when you can tie things in, you can kind of ride the wave of like, we're all talking about multiverse. So here's another, you know, angle to talk about multiverse multiverse to feed this sort of content machine out there. Um, we won't always do that. It's, you know, it's not the number one goal to tie in, but when we can, we like doing that. And, and um, yeah, it was fun. Multiverse is a topic I've always loved as a, as a big comic book fan. And, um, you know, 
it was originally just going to be sort of a swarms unlocked book. And then my editor suggested, you know, we could just go swarms of the multiverse. And it was so early in the project that I was like, this is perfect because I'm already seeing places where we can bring in some new demi planes and some, you know, connections to other parts of the multiverse. So yeah, it works. Swarms of the Multiverse was born. That's cool. Now, rumor has it that you're taking us on a trip to Kryn. Tell us about that without giving away too much. Yes, yes, we're super excited. So the day after they announced uh, that, that Wizards was going to go back to to Kryn for 5th edition, finally, we immediately said, you know, let's, let's do a project on it. So we've been working on it since May. We're still working on it. It's over 150 pages, pretty much done already. And we're still adding things to it. And it, it's going to be a really, fun book. It is going to be very similar to our Feywild Companion, which had player and DM content. Um, you know, that book had adventures and, and subclasses and spells and, you know, so many different things in it. And um, that's what we're doing with this book because when they announced all the things that they were going to do, for the rest of the year, we saw a lot of things like we love Spelljammer, right? But we looked at it and we thought, okay, the Spelljammer box set is pretty comprehensive. I mean, they've got monster stuff, they've got adventures, they've got everything. So we could try to compete with that. But looking at the Dragonlance product, it's mostly an adventure, right? It's it's surely going to have some things in it. Like it has the Kinder Race and it has some things kind of like Wild Beyond the Witchlight had a few little things in it. But it was at its core, it was an adventure. And so knowing that that's really the situation with Dragonlance, we thought we we want to be sort of the second half of that equation and say, okay, get the adventure and get our book. Kind of like Wild Beyond the Witchlight and Fate Wild Companion. If you take those two together, people have told us they feel like it's the complete experience because they have sort of this supplemental resource resource to fill in the gaps and create some new experiences. And then they have the official adventure and they kind of play well together. So we're kind of taking that same approach with Dragonlance because people have been waiting for so long <laughs> to yeah. go back yeah. to Kren, right? So, and and it's been people's introduction to fantasy. So many people started getting into fantasy or even D&D from Dragonlance. And so the opportunity to play with some of those characters and, and there will be characters you know in the book, there'll be places you know in the book as well as, you know, new stuff. And uh, just that that mixture of the expected and the unexpected. And then, of course, the Splinterverse quality product. Pretty much all of them are good companion books. It's like now the, the kind of setting is complete. I think that's a perfect way to describe that. It's, you know, from owning the Wizards of the Coast published material and then looking at the PDFs and, and having some of the books myself, I could say that's absolutely accurate. Even in the Fizzband's Vault, I thought that was actually a little bit better than the um, Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> I, I I'll, so. I'll make that unanimous. <laughs> Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. And, and you know, that's our goal is we just want to extend the the fun. And these books from Wizards are so great. So why not just further it and, and enrich it? And we've been fortunate enough to be able to do that. I, I know I want to give you kudos and having your, your finger on the pulse of what's going on over there and, and being able to see the opportunity and, and devise such a, a really good model to, to do exactly what you're doing is to follow it up with a, a companion piece that marries up so very, very well. Let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor. You're a new DM who wants to jump behind the screen. Maybe you've been volunteered by your gaming group, but aren't quite ready. You've been watching people play games online or on podcasts, and you're thinking to yourself, where do they come up with all that descriptive narrative? There's no way I can do that. Well, don't worry. We've got a solution for you. What if I were to tell you that I can put a team of professional writers alongside you at your desk while you're prepping your game? Sounds pretty good, huh? With Describe, we can do just that. These narratives vividly describe monsters, places, spells, people, you name it. It's there, 
And there are more than 6,000 of these easy-to-search-up, copy, and pasteable, beautifully written narratives right at your fingertips. Confidently read these narratives aloud in your campaign and impress noob and veteran gamer alike. And the best thing about it is, the library of narratives is constantly growing, and it's affordable. Describe has graciously provided us with a discount for our listeners. Head on over to describe.com backslash DMD. That's D-S-C-R-Y-B dot com backslash DMD. Use the code DMD at checkout to try Describe for two weeks for free. Links will be in the show notes. And now, back to the show. And it drops within, you know, not far after the other yeah, the yeah. Pretty, main pretty one. Pretty quick. Yeah. yeah, timing is beautiful. Yeah, we've tried tried to release all of them the day before so that if you're like just so excited you can't take it anymore the day before, like I can't wait till tomorrow that then there's a little something the day before that can kind of kickstart your fun. It really helps for those folks that um don't get their Amazon shipments in time. <laughs> Yeah, totally understand what that's like. You reserve your book, right? You pre-order your book on Amazon or whatever you're waiting for. It's going to be at your house on, say, Tuesday. You're like, well, you know, today's Monday. I might as well pop on and see what sort of uh, Splinterverse publication is going to be there to go along with this. And now, you know, you're good to go. You have your complete kind of setting. 30 years ago, when I had nothing to do, I I didn't need stuff like this. If you're busy, this is perfect. Yeah. You don't have time to come up with 200 pages of of different swarms and how they you know how they interact this is perfect you know if you need a little extra stuff for you know your 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 fizz bands book this is perfect if you're busy like most of us are then these are products i think that are perfect for that dm it wants a little bit more than what wizards of the coast is giving them in the book provided they show up on time provided they show up on time yeah scott has seems to have a problem with that lately if i recall correctly you two were busting my chops something hard about a year ago and i was railing about how amazon didn't send me my stuff in time yeah you're still waiting (laughs) (laughs) they're coming to my house so, but um, can you give us any, uh, can you give us a peek into what is coming after the Dragonlance book? So that 45,000 words I'd written on um, the Kickstarter project is going to be the next focus because it's it's a mammoth volume that, that we're going to Kickstarter be our first ever Kickstarter. And it's a campaign setting that is unlike any campaign setting you've ever seen. And the way it's going to interact with what you've already got going on, the way it can be used brand new, it's really what I feel like one of my best ideas. And so I've been excited to uh, work on it. Those words just flew out of me onto the page. And and so I can't give too much away without ruining it. But once once it, it kicks off, you'll understand why I couldn't say anything. You'll say, oh, that makes sense. And in fact, there are some Easter eggs in Swarms of the Multiverse for this book. I got to reread that now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, we're going back to it. We got homework tonight. <laughs> One quick gonna question. Be, go ahead. What is your project date for your Kickstarter? So I was hoping it was going to be toward the end of this year, but then... Um, Dragonlance has just consumed a lot of time, you know, and making sure our Dragonlance book is just top notch. And so it's most likely going to be at the beginning of the year because I really just don't want to do a Kickstarter in December when everybody's trying to deal with holiday stuff and all that, especially for our first Kickstarter. So it's probably going to be an early Q1 of 2023. I want to be the number one guy to, to go <laughs> Kickstart. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're hope- I hope 
you let us know. Yes, you will be on the list for sure. I just don't know what to say. I mean, your books are really incredible. They're really nice. Their artwork is there. Stat blocks are very easy to read. The swarm is just amazing. I just, I don't, I don't even know what to, what to say. I can't put it into words. Yeah, I, I'm pretty pumped about this because I'm in the process of writing two campaigns for our next two actual plays. I'm always on the lookout for new monsters, and maybe this will save Bill a little bit of time. You know, now, now aggravation I can, <laughs> or aggravation. I have a book of swarms that I can use, and I, I never ever use them ever. You also have a vault of books too. I, a vault of things. <laughs> I do. Yeah, it, it's huge. Yeah, and you, you can use our stuff in, in actual play. As we we encourage people to do that. Our website has information on it. Um, if you want to understand a little more, bit more about that. But yeah, we we love that when people use it because it's it's a lot of work. I mean, people don't realize how much goes into just editing your podcasts or your actual plays or all these things. Right? It's it's not like you just sit down, and record it, and you're done. There's there's all these other steps. And so if we can save you some time by giving you a little bit of the content that's a win-win yeah it is we're finding out just how challenging it is <laughs> you have no idea <laughs> somehow we've managed to tread water for a little over two years <laughs> Without sinking all the way. Yeah. <laughs> I touched bottom a couple of times, pushed my way back up. Where can we find your products? Now, I'm sure everybody who's listening is going to want to go check them out. They're going to be like, you can't possibly tell me that these books are as handsome and as well put together as Wizards of the Coast stuff. So we want to point them in that direction so they can find out for themselves. I will say they're even better looking. Thank I think you. so. So where do we yeah. go? Plug so- away. <laughs> got it um yeah splinterverse.com has like all the information connects you to all of our, our social media takes you directly to all the sites where you can buy the books we've got four books on uh, dm's guild and two on drive through rpg the Dragonlance book is going to be on dm's guild in december al- around the same time as the uh the official wizards book comes out so yeah we've got mailing lists we've got uh, social media at splinterverse pretty much everywhere twitter facebook instagram youtube and uh We've been doing something this year where we're we're putting free content throughout the week. So on Mondays on our social media channels, we're we're doing an exclusive discount for a third party publisher, and it's only available through us. So if you are you know like to get D and D books from third party publishers, we're offering various discounts once a week on Mondays. Then Tuesdays we have Trinket Tuesday, where you get a trinket that I've written for free. Then on Wednesday it's Wondrous Wednesday, where we have plot hooks some days, and other days we have like little D six tables, like you know magic shop names or, or, you know, different character names. And then on Thursdays, we have like a poll question where we kind of want your feedback. Like the one this, this last week was what, what do you miss most about previous editions of D and D? Um, and then on Fridays, we have fresh Fridays where we release our video, where we go through a lot of the new releases on those two websites. So we wanted to try to give back a little bit this year, cause we had such a great first year. And so this was our way of like, what can we give away for free? throughout Monday through Friday. So if you're at work and you're kind of having a rough day, you can on, on your lunch break or whatever, you go, oh, let me see what Trinket Tuesday has for me. And it's exciting because I always ask a question when I post like these things. So then people tell the story behind the trinket that they would do if, if they had it in their campaign. So it's just a fun sort of engaging way for people to have a little bit of D&D maybe on their lunch break or, or to, you know, save it somewhere and then use it in their actual play or their home table, wherever they, they want to go with it. It's exciting. We follow your social media so it is cool to <laughs> see those pop up i think I, it was the uh yeah what do i miss about previous editions that one i responded to yeah, my answer to that is thacko i know a lot of people
people hate it, but <laughs> I like it. I miss the clunkiness. Just that crunchy 10 different kinds of math you have to do to um, play the game. Monstrous fan of uh, of the Thaco, so that's just me. Yeah, I like crunch too. I mean, left to my own devices, I would have tons and tons of tables and all this stuff, but I always got to remember, you know, 5th edition is not not as crunchy, and so I have people to help keep me in check, but, you know, uh, spread <laughs> spreadsheets are my friend. I, I love, you know, building little tables just for myself to sort of generate things and, and say, oh, okay, I need a character name, and I enjoy that kind of, I guess I'd call it nerdy stuff, but I like it. That's what we're all here for, right? Is nerdy yeah. stuff. <laughs> T- tell us again the origin of Splinterverse. Yeah, so um, it started as just a username because I, you know, you have you have to come up with usernames everywhere these days, right? And you know, I was playing video games and I needed I needed a username and and I had been sort of ruminating because I've, I've been a writer for a long time and I'd, I'd been ruminating on this sort of fiction concept of of a Splinterverse, which is when you have the main universe. A Splinterverse is is a a universe that sort of Splinters off the main one. And so it's like almost like a secret universe or a side universe. It's not like the multiverse where there's, you know, all these parallel universes. It's sort of a special thing that's sort of gone off on the side. And so um, I just like the name because I thought, oh, you know, nobody's using this. It sounds really cool. It's it's something that I hope to work into books eventually. And I still have thoughts on that um, and it might work its way into something, but it's become more than that. Obviously, you know, with this company, it's, it's taken on a life of its own. So um, it's been great to have because, you know, trying to get all the social media sites that come out and then you have to hurry up and try to get your name before somebody else gets it. This one, most people aren't trying to get. So it's been, it's, I've been fortunate to get it on most of the sites and, and be able to make it easy to just say, at Splinterverse everywhere, you know? I encourage everyone, you know, if you got to support some something or there's someone in your hobby, support those small publishers, those those folks that are sitting at their desk at home providing quality products. This is one of those such publishers that puts out some really high quality products. If, top shelf all the way. Yeah. If you got to support someone, this is one of those someone's. Spend some money on, on these things. You won't be disappointed. Definitely you really not. won't. And you'll feel like you really got one hell of a deal too on top of that. Let me put it this way. There's three of us here and we rarely all agree on something like never this we agree upon yep oh that's awesome you guys are the best it's it's been epic to just be able to create this business and to work with so many people in the industry and to pay them a fair rate you know you see these horror stories come out on people that are taking advantage of others and it's just i could never do that it's so important to me that people feel valued and respected and included and so it's been great to create this business and and to hire artists around the world and and writers around the world and it's just learn so much about their perspectives and and you know a lot of the money that we make goes right back into the next project so that we can continue to do that and you know i've gotten some very meaningful messages from people saying, you know, you help pay my rent this week. And it's just that combined with stories like, you know, I'm using the Feywild Companion uh, because I've got a, a table that's populated by teenage girls and and they really loved it. And they've been tickled by some of the characters in your book. And it just, it just warms your heart to be able to feel like you're bringing joy in so many places. And we just never know how long we have in this world. And to, to think that even after I'm gone, that somebody can pick up one of these books and, you know, say, oh my gosh, this void mouth character is so weird and oh I love this he's random he does random things and you know or whatever it is right and just that that we can bring that happiness without even being there it's just I don't know there's nothing like it and that's Jimmy the paladin of the splinterverse (laughs) (laughs) right 
<laughs> the show has been pre-recorded in front of an NPC audience. <laughs> don't make me recite my oath. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the return of Jimmy and the Splinterverse. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.